0: Hi everyone! Hi! Welcome to The Grid is for Squares.
1: Welcome to The Grid is for Squares. I'm Vince. I'm Amy. And this is The Grid is for Squares.
0: <laughs> it's a podcast where we smoke a bowl and talk about building a hopefully sustainable property off the grid in California. Um, so what are we smoking today?
1: Uh, about three and a half million acres of chaparral and mismanaged forest. <laughs> ah!
0: Uh, yeah, speaking of not sustainable.
1: New weed, Trace Lechase.
0: Trace Lechase? Mm, yeah. Yummy. But yes, we are also breathing in lots of wildfire smoke. The air quality here in Glendale and up in Mariposa are both pretty bad, but it's about what it is across the whole West Coast.
1: Yeah, pretty much anywhere on the West Coast, there's nowhere to go. That isn't an AQI of like 200 right now.
0: Yeah. That's air quality index.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's on a couple different metrics. Most of the time they're talking about, um, the PM 2.5, 2.5 micron particles and smaller are sort of the most insidious in human bodies. And those are the ones we're most worried about. And those have been elevated levels for the past couple days here. Um, cause the Bobcat fire, other fires, Mm-hmm. um,
0: at least the ones here so far aren't destroying too much property. Um, I mean, in terms of the wildfire smoke specifically, like wood smoke isn't great for your lungs anyway, but when it starts burning plastic and metal and that sort of thing, that's when wildfire smoke is really bad that's for your you lungs. you really don't want to
1: breathe. Yeah. I didn't hear that, so it's not burning Well, the Bobcat fire is sure. like yeah. all
0: up in Angeles, right? Yeah, National yeah. Forest. It doesn't
1: smell like burning plastic. It just smells like barbecue right yeah, now.
0: Yeah, not yet anyway. Yeah, on th- Thursday, I woke up at 5 a.m. just to the smell of, like, somebody lit a bonfire in our backyard. It was just, the burning wood smoke was Mm -hmm. very intense.
1: We canceled work. We had to reschedule some of our jobs. because you do manual labor outside. Outside, yeah. And, you know, it's not always hard-hitting manual labor, but it gets to a point where you shouldn't even be not working outside. You just shouldn't be
0: outside. Himself. Luckily, we're all wearing masks already. Yeah. Oh my fucking god.
1: But you can't go inside, and oh, you can't go outside.
0: Boy. Yeah, I had a, a hard couple of days this week, and in some sense, it feels unearned because nothing we value—I mean, none of our our belongings or our buildings—are threatened right now, and lots and lots of people's are. Um, So obviously, like, it could be so much worse. I should just be grateful that right now our property and our apartment are okay. But there's something just, like, psychological about waking up in the morning and looking outside, and it just looks like an orange, glowing, apocalyptic wasteland. And it's been such a hard year already, and now everything looks apocalyptic, and it's just hard to imagine... A what time when it's going to be better. Yeah, like, yeah. it's hard to imagine things getting better from here.
1: But things just change so quickly. Yeah. And, like, we can rewind one week to where we weren't really thinking about fires. We knew right. fire season was coming. We knew, like, it was... Yeah, we've
0: been talking about it on yeah. the podcast a lot. But, but we've been talking about the in an anticipatory heat way. And we're yeah. talking about,
1: oh, it's going to be hot forever. And it's like, well, now with all this smoke, it's not quite so hot. Right. Can't you just be grateful for that? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, we weren't, we weren't really thinking about this last weekend at all.
0: Yeah. Um, we until we to had park. to, Yeah. but we'll get into that.
1: So yeah, we never really thought we would need to be keeping on the pulse with this show. We thought we could, um, you know, just do a different theme every week but right. now we're or finding... just track our
0: progress on the property and, yeah like our and personal progress that's
1: yeah. still important but with ev- the pace of the world it almost seems like we have to change episodes
0: breaking news yeah
1: yeah we gotta go the breaking news road it
0: fucking is though yeah it is breaking news things
1: become irrelevant
0: breaking world news yeah the world is breaking
1: the world is breaking um, so, yeah, let's just start with the property. Yeah. We, our last trip was, um...
0: Just last weekend. Last
1: weekend. It was Labor Day, so we try to go up for the major holidays.
0: Mm-hmm. We knew it was going to be crazy hot, like, 110 hot, like, <laughs> deadly hot, but... It was Labor Day, so Vince could get a paid holiday and our friend could, you know, just made the most sense for us to be able to go over the four-day weekend. So and that's you can't what we did. ever
1: anticipate weather that yeah, far ahead. You know right, it's probably exactly. going to be hot, but, you know, by the time the 10-day forecast hits, you're already packed. You've already gotten the time right, off work. Right,
0: right. And so what, um, then we put it up yeah. till next weekend and then next weekend ends up being 105 yeah. degrees too. So yeah. You and just... part
1: of the other reason, like this time around, our friend was going to come with us scope out the location yeah. for the bus and it's like 120 in joshua tree right, so, he so he needed what's... a nice break like he's not going to get any work done on the bus right. out there
0: 105 is a welcome respite from yeah. 120
1: you have to be outside all day and there's absolutely no air conditioning but <sighs> you know it's it's the devil you know
0: so yeah what all did we do what did we do up there um
1: well we had a lot of plans and god had a lot of jokes but that's sort of what happens every time we go our main intention was to get a gate set up,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, so that the bus could be parked there comfortably. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that was
0: the first big thing. That, that was we did. the ambition.
1: Yep. And wanted to do some surveying while we were up there. Sure. So day one, we got a pile driver and drove some, drove another post in about twenty feet away from the other one.
0: Yeah. So one post was already there, like metal. You know, sort of like the freeway post kind of posts?
1: I don't know if I'd call them freeway. I don't know what I'd call them, but they're just like those metal farm posts, those steel. They're kind of. Yeah, they have little
0: like buttons in them, kind of. I
1: guess, yeah, they do mark the right of way on freeway stretches. I was thinking about like the median, the like really crisp metal ones. Oh, no, no.
0: Yeah, the 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 taller, like.
1: Uh, Plus sign yeah.
0: looking green ones, yeah.
1: Yeah, so we have a bunch of those lying around on our property. Some of them used to mark property lines, but some uh-huh. of them are just kind of like falling down in the middle right, of nowhere. Yeah. So we what found one you, of are you, friends? Yeah, what are you marking? Um, I bought a chain and a couple locks.
0: Mm-hmm. What so, gauge a chain? How long a piece of chain? Ah, uh,
1: crap. I don't know. <laughs> I was going for like a three eighths chain. Uh-huh. Um, but I found when I went to the ACE, they didn't have any, that was more than like six feet long
0: mm. and they
1: had some that was like just super industrial, but like you can't, you don't want to go too heavy with it cause it has to stretch over like 20 right. feet.
0: You have to manipulate it with yeah. your human arms.
1: So I went to this small mom and pop where actually you don't go in to the hardware store. They just tell them what you want and they'll go back and get it. So the guy uh, brought out 25 feet of chain and he measured it in front of me and it was 26. Hmm. I'm okay with paying for the extra whatever. Fuck that. (laughs) Um, So yeah, we installed the gate, drilled a hole, wrapped the chain around it, and then used the locks on either side to lock the chain to the post.
0: Right. So somebody can't just like lift the chain up over the top of the post. Right. We we thought through for a little while like how do we want to design this so that it's as secure as possible.
1: While still, you know, not being entirely secure. Well yeah, you it's can't still just a chain
0: yeah. and a couple of locks.
1: But all the points of weakness I feel have the same strength. You're equally likely to want to dig up the post, mm-hmm. cut the chain, or cut, or the, cut the lock. Yeah. Um, or, you know, maybe pick the lock.
0: Right. A but thing. if somebody's that determined, like Even a nicer gate would be Yeah, right. Breachable. So or they could just literally walk around it. Walk around
1: it. Yeah. But the
0: point is you can't drive a vehicle onto our property Mm -hmm. anymore. So that's cool. Yeah.
1: Can't get big things in or out. Yeah. Um and we mostly like we wanted to just show off our property to someone outside. It was really exciting for me
0: to be able to show somebody what A, what all we've done, just like all of our hard work, but also B, just like the way that the property is. is. It's so cool and so beautiful just on its own that like, I was a little nervous that maybe he wouldn't think it was as cool as us. But also really excited to show it off, and he was he was totally impressed. He was super into it. I was I was very edified. It was it was a really rewarding experience to be able to yeah. show him and have him get it. You Definitely know? the
1: reaction we wanted. Yeah, maybe not what we expected, but yeah. I mean, of course, it's cool as shit to have your own land, and you know we're used to we're all Californians, so we know this time of year it's like, right? It's the gold season. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but in contrast like there's green up at the property the manzanita berries are mm-hmm. in full red and they're dropping and they're well, there's all those giant
0: uh, mm. granite boulders that are sort of their own landscape and yeah. that is cool no matter what time of year it is um so yeah it was yeah. it was nice it was a nice feeling i'm looking forward to the pandemic being over at some point eventually so that more people can come up and see it
1: yeah, it'd be nice to show it off to some other people yeah. and not just go straight to the like bunker Armageddon yeah. phase. Yeah. I'm I ready hope for that so. one too. Oh, I hope
0: it can be our cool vacation project for people to come visit California for a while before it has to become our yeah. apocalypse bunker twenty twenty eight, making that look right <laughs> super promising. But yeah. one week at a time.
1: So I also just wanted to go up and have some fun, mm-hmm. not work the whole time, so kept it pretty light, wanted to do some, some surveying, finish up the greenhouse. What did you get up to when we were setting the gate?
0: Yeah, well, you were working on the posts for the gate. I was doing some weed whacking up along the path. You love weed um, whacking. I do. It's. I mean, there's not a lot of power tools that I can really wield um, comfortably, but the, the weed whacker is one. So I was just trying to clear more of the footpath back through the, the sort of back half of the property.
1: Um so what else on day one? Um oh we went and picked up the rest of our sand. Oh and yeah it's in had order. the rest of
0: our sand,
1: yeah. Um and it was pretty hot so it was good to have a chance to go down into town. I fucked up, I didn't bring enough instant coffee this time. Mm. So we had to go down and get some coffee too. So made two trips into town, loaded up the sand Got the coffee at a local, nice local roastery I found. Um, You've found it before, too.
0: Pony Espresso. Oh,
1: yeah. The one and <laughs> Which only... Which I
0: appreciated for the pun level.
1: Yeah. It's the only time it's okay to call it expresso. <laughs>
0: right, right. So when if it's you're making doing a Pony, Pony, Pony
1: Yeah. Okay. Uh, check the P.O. box. We never have anything in there except a renewal notice <laughs> saying that we had to pay... Oh, good. $100 for another year. So I did that. Okay. Um, topped off on ice and mm-hmm. beer. Drank a lot of beer. Yep, yep. Got to stay hydrated.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it was a pretty good first day, Um, especially given that we mainly just wanted to get our friend oriented, get show him the whole lay of the land, go on several walks, kind of show it off. Yeah. Got the chain taken care of. Yep. Got, yeah. Got the cleaned sand. Cleaned off
1: some molds, got ready to do a pour right. in the morning. Because yep. you can only do Concrete that molds. kind of in the morning. Yep. yep. Uh dragged some aggregate up from the dugout. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I kinda just got oriented. What were we planning for day two? That was Saturday?
0: Yeah, well you guys poured concrete pretty early, right?
1: Yeah. We got up uh around six thirty or seven and had breakfast and I think we started pouring by about eight o'clock, finished it up by about ten. Cool and while
0: you were doing that i was taking furniture out of the greenhouse because again. well we did there were those five bags of sand that ace didn't get in last time 15 15 wow 15 bags of sand yep so we needed to still raise the floor a bit so yeah i took out all of the furniture so that we could take the bamboo mats off pour more sand level it off and you also chopped down the uh yeah, drainage the pipes so it drain. wasn't uh, yeah. So it's not a tripping hazard anymore. It's yeah, flush it with nice. the bamboo. It's great. Um so yeah, then you know, put the bamboo mats back on, brought the furniture back in. Bob's your uncle.
1: Yeah. Um and we got the vents in as well.
0: Yes, they look so good. They look so legit. I'm really happy with it. It's the the crowning touch, I think, to make it look like a legit inside yeah. space.
1: I'm really pleased too. When we didn't have enough sand and like all I could fixate on was the boner move of putting the rivets in. Like I made the right. box, the metal box was perfect, four by eight to fit the vents. Yep. But then I went and put the rivets pointing in uh-huh. like a dummy. But fortunately, there was just enough flex in the metal and in the the foundation vents that uh-huh. they kind of clicked right in and hold pretty solid. They come right up to the, well, the bamboo mat comes right up to the bottom.
0: Yep.
1: Um. And they open and close. They've got that cool little floor vent feature mm-hmm. where you just like push the, the little slider. And yeah, it looks kind of like what I intended.
0: Yeah, it I looks awesome. I was sure it would. Yeah, I'm really mm-hmm. excited about it. This whole thing was kind of just an experiment. But I think yeah. I think it worked. I mean, we'll see if the in-floor <laughs> heating works and how, you know, functionally that goes. Mm-hmm. But even if that doesn't work, I think with the sand and the bamboo and the vent covers and all of that, it, it totally is what it yeah. needs to be. It's, it's a great. sandbox.
1: It's uh, it's <laughs> an experiment. Um, so we still need to raise up the back. Um, mm-hmm. We need yet more sand. It ended <laughs> up being like, I think we need two and a half tons of wow. sand to fill that hole. It's
0: a big sandbox. Space, Eight space. by 16, yep. I guess.
1: Mm-hmm. By four inches deep in most places. Uh-huh.
0: But then that day around, was it?
1: Oh yeah, it was your turn to go down into town to have a little excursion.
0: Right, because it was so hot.
1: Yeah, that's um, Saturday. It was even hotter than Friday. Right,
0: so I had a few boxes of Vince's mom's stuff that were here at our apartment in Glendale, which is just not very big, and it feels very crowded. So I wanted to, A, take the opportunity to go on a little drive and have some A.C., but also get some stuff out of our apartment in yeah. Glendale, so it was win-win. And the dog was really suffering in the heat yeah. too. He, he can do up to like a hundred. I think we, we all can do up to about a hundred, and uh-huh. anything past there, we're all pretty so, well. You're fine because you're a machine, (laughs) but me and Dickens suffer above a hundred.
1: You got to stay out there and not stop. Once you stop and like take a break, you got to take a break to drink water. Yeah, but if you let yourself cool off at all, you're gonna you're gonna lose your will.
0: Um, Um, But anyway, yeah. But before, yeah, we
1: sat down to lunch. Uh Um. And it been a pretty clear morning, but I looked up and suddenly noticed that the sky was pretty dark across half of it, like a dark cloud uh-huh. had formed, and realized right away that's where there's smoke, there's fire. <laughs> yeah, we realized it was smoke. Um, but, you know, at the at a distance and at a height where we weren't, you know, imminently concerned, right. we weren't smelling it, it seemed to be pretty high up there in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um covering less than half the sky. But when you don't have reliable cell service, any link to the outside world, you don't want to take any chances.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's a little scary being up there and not having, I mean, we have the radios in our cars, but besides that, we don't really have any way of knowing what's going on besides the smoke on the horizon that's getting gradually closer.
1: So we decided to do a gorgeous baby one hour fire drill, Um, (laughs) tried to stay calm Mm -hmm. um, and just think about the things that were really valuable to us first, like our bodies and our dog and our friend,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: making sure for sure that we had time to do this, then thought about maybe the things that would be liabilities like, you know, gas cans and propane and shit like that that we didn't want to contribute to a fire. So we loaded those up next. Yep. And then, you know, wanted to still proceed kind of according to plan. So we got in the Subaru, Amy got in the Yaris, and we just drove to the end of the road first, saw, okay, it's in the distance, we're Mm -hmm. still pretty safe, got down into Mariposa, finally got in service and saw, yep, there's a pretty big fire uh, in the National Forest.
0: Yeah, so it's the Creek Fire. Um, it started on Friday, about 6 p.m., I guess. Friday,
1: so, September 4th, Yeah. 6 p.m. Yeah,
0: so then it was the next day around noon that we noticed it.
1: Mm-hmm. And it is now the largest pyrocumulonimbus cloud in recorded history.
0: Oh, well, that's it's fun. setting. We cool. saw that. We were yeah, part of we history. Yeah, Fire we were history. right there.
1: So we decided, okay, it's big, but it's pretty far away. Yeah,
0: it's about 50 miles from us.
1: Yeah, um, so we decided to proceed with the plan of Amy going to Merced, um, but we weren't going to take any chances back at the property. We didn't really have any set plans anyway, so we decided the best thing that we could do is to think about firescaping and creating a real defensible space around the greenhouse.
0: Which is the only real structure or anything of value that we have right now.
1: It's also... Apart from the clearing, it's the most open area. We have the best chance of protecting it. Uh And like you say, the best reason to. We started by breaking down some of the bigger branches and the litter that was just sitting there. Like branch litter, not our litter. Trying to keep it clean. Uh, Then got the rake and just scoured kind of down to the dirt um, and got all the ground cover out of the way. Poor manzanitas are built to burn and they kind of have this structure where the lower branches die and then become support for the upper structures, um, which also encourages fire. So kind of had to do this delicate balance. Mm. Um, Because firescaping isn't all about just like, you know, scorched earth, like trying to kill everything that's there. Right. Um, If you can eliminate most of the really flammable grass and underbrush um you have a better chance of protecting the trees the trees take longer to catch
0: yeah it's not just about preventing fire it's about preventing the temperature of the fire Yeah,
1: directing the fire preventing the temperature yeah Yeah.
0: keep it from getting burning way too hot so Mm -hmm. that trees that aren't supposed to burn start burning yeah that's been happening
1: yeah so we kind of need to embrace the inevitable fire is coming we need to prepare for it and you know, I was thinking as I was raking it, like, I hope this isn't all in vain. Like, it's good to be prepared to fire escape, but also we needed to prepare the earth anyway for seeds. Mm-hmm. So now that all that brush is out of the way, um there's bare earth left behind and we can sow a bunch of wildflowers and seeds and yeah. shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah, in a sense, it would almost be better if it burned now, right? Because we don't really have very much built yet. Like, it'd be a bummer to lose the greenhouse. And maybe some of the fire you did even would be enough to protect the greenhouse. Probably
1: it not feels yet. It feels doubtful. not complete yet, yeah. Um,
0: but better that we lose the greenhouse than we lose, like, you know, a house, an actual residence, yeah. or a yurt, even. Well, um, like
1: we just said, the greenhouse is the experiment, so... <laughs> We get to test our firescaping, firescaping. metal on the green. Well, it's not like a
0: fire is gonna rip through every year. No. And if it did once but that's why, right? If it did it once, if it did it now, it would be yeah. a lot less likely to happen again ten years from now. But either way, it'll be what it'll be. So
1: So when Amy came back, we decided, you know, conditions were still about the same as they had been and we were still safe, so we stayed that night. Yep. Um, it was a
0: little bit of a of a moment we have. We're like, okay, is this crazy? Are we going to sleep outside right. when there's a wildfire coming our way?
1: Well, it wasn't exactly business as usual. You're right. We did make, take some precautions. We set up the tent, and our friend slept out there. Right. Um, so that he so could that be he the could, first line yeah. of defense
0: if he smelled extra smoke or something like that. Or
1: saw, yeah, I think a couple or times saw in flames. the night. He sort of I know you guys said little. that,
0: but <laughs> no, can you, you s- imagine how screwed would no. be if you actually saw flames? You see
1: the glow, not the flames, uh-huh. but the, yeah, just the different color of sure, sky as sure. it gets a lot closer. It reflects off the bottom of the clouds. We now have four layers of cloud, of smoke. Oof. Four layers of smoke above California. So if it wasn't the Bobcat fire, it'd be, you know, all the
0: others. Here in Glendale, yeah. Mm -hmm. But we decided it's far enough away that, like, it's probably safe to stay here overnight. So we did. And it was, obviously. Um, But then when we got up the next day, that was Sunday. And I was going to go home that morning. um, Because that was the plan all along. I knew it was too hot. And I just couldn't stay up for longer than that. Although, with the smoke it did make it a lot cooler. Yeah. It was supposed to be 110 that day. And it ended up being like 95. 90. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe um, 92. Yeah. So, um, but I still was going to go home. Um, and you guys were going to stay an extra night. Mm-hmm. And I kind of put the kibosh on that. Cause I was like, I know it's still kind of far away, but I'm not going to be in contact with you. And there's a wildfire coming. So I just don't want another night of being on the property with me not being able to reach you.
1: Absolutely. And just because, you know, the fire we know about is 50 miles away, another fire could also start a lot closer. I mean,
0: I suppose that's always true. Yeah. Yeah.
1: um, You're always vulnerable. But I mean, clearly, like, there are fire conditions. There are fires. You're under a fire warning. um, So, yeah, there is a a certain amount of, of hubris if you just brush it off. The other end of it is like, how much work can you do mm-hmm. with that much smoke?
0: Right. Yeah. Right now, the air quality in Mariposa is a lot worse than it is here. It's bad here in Glendale, but it's extremely bad in Mariposa. You it wasn't that be, bad when we yeah, were there.
1: You shouldn't even be indoors in Mariposa right God, now. It's you just so need bad. to leave. It's like up over 500 there, I think. Um, and this scale. You know, most of the detectors only go up to 999. Mm. So we are beyond the pale.
0: I think North Fork is the western edge of the fire, the Creek Fire. And that's where we were looking at. It was one of the places that we were looking to get an excavator from. Oh, yeah. So, like, now I know about this small business in North Fork. So now I'm, like, worried about I
1: hope they're okay. the little
0: excavator company. Yeah. yeah. And it's just weird to think that, like, it's as close as that. Mm -hmm. to us. It was close enough that I was Mm -hmm. looking into it, Mm -hmm. renting heavy equipment from there, and now they have an AQI of like 980 or something.
1: Yeah, Yeah, it's pretty wild. But yeah, we got out of there Sunday night.
0: And you did a lot more firescaping, right?
1: Oh my god, yeah. After you left, we pretty much just firescaped all the rest of the day. And now I'm getting really excited about going back and planting seeds. I picked out my seed mix today. And when it starts raining, we'll get real serious about that. We've got a bunch of bare earth and a bunch of seeds. We can start making it our own.
0: Are you thinking about mostly planting just like ground cover and flowers? Or are you more thinking about planting food in the areas that you raked?
1: For now, just ground cover, mostly ground cover. I'll try some squash Mm -hmm. uh, because it's a good companion anyway for everything else. But I'm Kind of focused on um, milkweed and just the good you know California wildflower mix cool, probably something that you'll have to rake back once a year mm-hmm. once or twice a year as it dies, but it's hard to go wrong um, with house plants you know they typically grow pretty low to the ground and they don't get that year after year accumulation of of brush mm-hmm. um, so excited for that
0: cool. So, yeah, we've been back home for about, like, five or six days now.
1: Yeah. You got back on Sunday night? Yeah. And then I dropped our friend off in Joshua Tree late, late, late Sunday night and just stayed there. It was, like, one in the morning when we got in. But then as I drove in in the morning, I saw the start of another fire. Yeah.
0: So it's the Bobcat Fire here in the L.A. area, um, in Angeles National Forest, North of like Azusa.
1: Yeah, that's where I saw it.
0: Yeah, which is about 20 miles from us. So the Creek Fire is 50 miles from our property. And the Bobcat Fire is 20 miles from our apartment. But the Bobcat Fire here is only about tw- only about 26,000 acres. And the Creek Fire last I looked was like over 175,000. Yeah. It's one of the bigger fires raging in yeah. the country right now.
1: Yeah, of the 20 largest wildfires in california history five of them are happening right now right
0: now i think they're both the last i looked at six percent containment both above that okay. and the creek fire hopefully that will continue to go up yeah
1: but yeah it's closer to home but we feel safer because there's so much city between here and there and when they talk about evacuating pasadena or evacuating sierra madre or glendora i don't think it's necessarily because of you know, fire concerns, but just that the air quality is so, so bad. Uh-huh. But where where do four million Angelinos go when right. there's no breathable air on the entire west coast? Right. Even if the bobcat fire weren't raging, you know, there are those four other layers.
0: Right. Yeah, just the entire West Coast is covered in smoke right now. The
1: August Complex, uh, that's the new thing this year. We don't have wildfires we anymore. Have we complexes. have complexes because yep. they all like to get together. Yep. Um, so yeah, the the largest wildfire in California history is the August Complex, which is happening now, coming up to like eight hundred fifty thousand acres, I think.
0: Close to a million. Yep. Yeah. And it's only September. It is the beginning of fire season. October, November, December, they're all coming. Oh, boy. But the more I think about it, the more at peace I become with it, with wildfires. Which, you know, maybe it's just like psychological self-protection because they're going to be here whether I am at peace with them or not. Yeah. Um, But part of the reason we have these massive wildfires in the West is precisely because we're so afraid of fire. And because we put out all the fires and there's so much, we have so much like burn debt that we need to pay back. So it's hard not to see it sometimes too. as just like California writing itself, you know, Mm -hmm. our fire debt has been building up for quite some time. So in the 1880s, the U S army began administering Yellowstone, which is the first national park. Um, and they sort of developed this idea we have now of fighting fire. Um, in 1910, wildfires in Idaho and Montana burned like millions of acres um, and like a bunch of people died and a bunch of buildings got destroyed. So the Forest Service was like, I think fire bad, fire yeah, bad. <laughs> yeah,
1: so they just applied that across the entire West.
0: Yeah, so for the next like
1: zero tolerance, 80 accrual. years, they yeah. were just
0: like, All fires should go out. And, like, indigenous people had been setting controlled fires for millennia because they knew what they were doing and they knew how to keep the forest healthy.
1: And ranchers, too, were like, this kind of helps support the health of the land overall.
0: But when the U.S. government decided fire bad, um, like, indigenous people and ranchers could get fined for setting control burns on their own land. setting fires
1: on their own land? That's bullshit, man.
0: Um, then in 1968... Uh, the National Park Service lifted its fire ban because they noticed that sequoia trees weren't really germinating anymore. Huh. Go figure. They need fire to germinate. Ooh. So maybe so we should really allow any... fires.
1: That's crazy. So there aren't a lot of sequoia trees born between 19. and There must not be. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about that, but
0: that would follow, right? Yeah.
1: So there aren't really any uh, 50 to 120 year old sequoias in the world.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. in California. Is that the only place there are sequoias?
1: Yeah. Huh. Maybe they stretch a little bit into Oregon. Mm. Yeah. Nowhere else in the world.
0: Cool. So yeah. Then after that and like starting in the seventies, they started gradually reintroducing the idea of controlled burns and allowing certain burns and stuff. Um, But 80 years of putting out all fires, I think it's hard to undo
1: that. Yeah. Um, And even
0: today, like we don't set that many controlled burns, not nearly as many as we know that we should, because if it goes wrong, that's really bad PR, right? So yeah. whatever, like, Cal Fire person or whatever politician or whatever was the one that, like, authorized the controlled burn, if it gets out of hand, suddenly that person is the fall guy. Yeah. But if a fire naturally starts, that's nobody's fault. Right. At least not a politician's fault. So, yeah, because it's, like, politically risky, I think I read that they, they don't set as many controlled fires as we should yeah. even though we know now that that is what we need to do and in
1: the meantime we settle closer and closer we encroach right. more on the wild land even our property yeah. is right I mean, there on the of the wild yeah and so i think the respectful thing to do is to you know accept that fire is a natural part of life there and mm-hmm. we have a part in it right so what are we doing about it
0: us personally or no. us california or <laughs> us the united states or us the world because <laughs> there's less and less it feels like that can be done as you go out the higher
1: up you go yeah the less powerful they are but gavin newsom took a stand governor handsome governor handsome took quite a had quite a photo op out there in the smoke
0: uh-huh in the
1: shit and he's pretty exasperated and uh, fed up and, yeah this
0: climate change has got me key would
1: yeah gosh darn it um yeah and he kind of expressed his frustration with the lack of national leadership and confessed yep. too, like we're all kind of complicit in this that like even even california which is supposed to be leading the way has these really like limp commitments to, like, we're not going to sell any more gas-powered trucks by 2045. (laughs) You can still register them in Nevada, Uh or you can buy them in Nevada. You can register them here, but you cannot buy them here in California. And so he admitted, like, that that's not working, and we need to double down on that. Yeah, yeah. Just happened yesterday, so it is, you know, so far a lot of rhetoric.
0: But Mm -hmm.
1: he signed an executive order... Uh, that lets firefighter like uh, convicted felons inmate firefighters did, yeah, inmate yes. firefighters. We
0: mentioned that yeah in one of our previous episodes we? we were talking about fire. One of the things we talked about was how unfair and stupid it was that inmate firefighters can't get jobs as real firefighters after they get out of prison, and now Governor Handsome just <laughs> signed a bill that you know addresses yeah. that. To be fair, I, the way that it's written, at least I took a quick look at it like they can petition they can s- submit a petition to have a judge expunge their records that, that then they can get hired in a first aid or firefighting capacity which sounds like a lot of hoops to jump through but at least it's something it's a start yeah. you know like it's acknowledging that this is a problem it's saying like we need to do something to fix it maybe this will help maybe it won't be enough but at least it's a step in the right direction
1: I think a lot of it is just motivated by the necessity of needing firefighters. Yeah, yeah which it's is not even sad, to be a good person. But...
0: It's to, because we're saving <laughs> our own skin. We need those firefighters. We need every firefighter we can get.
1: But yeah, how frustrating that is that, you know. It... You get out of prison, you need to rehabilitate, you need to find something to do with your time, and you're just blocked from doing so many things.
0: Right. So even things like... like being a firefighter, which we desperately need. And
1: like a lot of times that's a volunteer gig anyway. So you can't even be a volunteer I firefighter. I, I mean, well, hopefully it's like you can be a firefighter if you want to be a firefighter, unless you're a convicted arsonist. Yes. Um, You know, and maybe there's a place for them too. They can set back fires. <laughs> use their fire starting ability for good
0: mm-hmm.
1: um but yeah he he was in butte county for this and it was they just had the campfire there two years ago right which is massive and killed a bunch of people in paradise yeah,
0: right i heard that there's some fires that are looking at paradise's doorstep oh, again Christ. which like can you even imagine yeah. how triggering and traumatic that must feel like ugh, i can't even imagine
1: yeah so his main like thrust of this was like the debate of climate change is over if you live on the west coast it's just observable fact right and you can still like like bury your head in the sand if you want um and like asphyxiating your bed but like this is real (laughs) it's It's, yeah it's really really real he said this is america fast forward
0: yeah California. california is the leader but also the canary in the coal mine yep and we can already tell that... I mean, because it's not just California right now. There's all these tropical storms, which are worse than usual. Mm-hmm. Iowa was like destroyed by a Derek, Like a tropical storm destroyed Iowa? Yeah, so yeah. Like,
1: there's nowhere really yeah, safe to there's go. There's part
0: of me that's like, well, should we just not live in California? Was that mm-hmm. a stupid choice? Like the place where all the disasters are? But yeah. there's nowhere that's safe. Climate change affects yeah. everyone, so better to be in the place that's like at least trying to angle for change and push for it and mm-hmm. i guess at this point all we can do really is in addition to voting for people that want to do things like that just taking care of it on our own 10 acres and trying to be as sustainable as we can we're not there yet because we have so far left to go like we can't even drink water there <laughs> yet don't
1: have potable water yet you're right um,
0: But I really hope that at some point we can find a way that we can live in harmony with our, our land, including fire.
1: Yeah. Living in harmony with snakes and fire.
0: Snakes and fire. It's pretty hardcore. If you think about it, (laughs) rock and roll. Uh,
1: Stay safe out there.
0: Yeah. Wear a mask for the smoke. Wear a mask for the virus. Wear Take a mask care of for your old
1: friend Stretch here.
0: Uh, we will talk to you again in two weeks.
1: Be safe. Love you.
0: Bye. Bye.